talked about the spirit before, the character, one of my right. favorites. In one of the worst movies. Oh, yeah. That, that, see, that's the problem. Yeah. Most people know it from that movie. No, but it's a which, classic book, you know what I mean? It's like comic book yeah, history. Yeah, classic yeah. comic yeah. book uh, from Will Eisner, classic yep. comic book creator, notorious um, old school casual racist. Mm. Yeah. And that really bled through into the works, which uh, the spirit unfortunately became known for over time. Well, the spirit character has carried on. And different uh, generations of crea- of, uh, of writers and artists have tried to make it less racist and more poignant. It's, it's about time, time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to, you know, grow out of that. Well, what sucks certain... is I've always loved this character before I quite understood that, oh, yeah, they're mocking my people and everything we, st- we stand for. It's like, wow, that's horrible. Because all I saw was this badass story about this, you know, uh, detective who's kind of goofy in one page. And the next one, he'll be like the most gangster fighter you'll ever come across. And I'm like, mm. this is a great dichotomy. Yes, I was using words like dichotomy when I was four. Hell yes. yeah. I wasn't, mm. but I could have been. <laughs> mm. But the spirit is a character that's um, one of the lesser known, one of the uh, more uh, classic masked men, you know, mystery men. Yeah. The masked men of mystery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, along, along the same lines as the Phantom, the Shadow. The Shadow, yeah. Um, uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to put a Green Hornet in there. Yeah, it's got the same kind of like mask thing. You know, yeah, Like exactly. literally masked man. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, this latest book is The Spirit, colon, uh, The Corpse Makers. It's by, I actually have to go to my notes here because this is new writer, Francesco Francavilla. Uh, he's also he's also the artist on this sucker, so the Ooh. art actually was pretty okay. nice, and it really went well with the story. Um, I'm usually pretty hard on these things because there's a long history here. You know, these aren't just, I made up a new character and I wrote a crappy story, or this is some character they threw at me. It's like a side throw thing. These are characters with history. You know, they've yeah. been around a long time, and you want to see them done well. You want to see them well presented, and you want to see a good story. And, I mean, Eisner's a, I mean, Eisner is a classic. I mean, he, mm. like, they name comic book awards after him. Like, yes, they do. He was also mm. one of the first guys to uh, find a way to monetize uh, comic books outside of the DC uh, before, you know, when, you know, Marvel was timely and everything. He, mm. he did Spirit independently. He monetized that on his own mm. by selling them direct to the newspapers. Which is ballsy. That didn't. That usually doesn't work yeah. for people. The only ones I can think of that it really worked out for is him. Yep. Um, I forget who originally owned uh, Shazam, Captain Marvel. Yeah, uh, that's right. Fawcett City. Yes, that's exactly. right. The, the the two of them, and they. I mean, they were they were contemporaries. They mm. they were contemporaries of each well, other. The last time it happened was Black Lightning. Yep. And we saw that that panned out. Now it's yep. owned and like they keep by DC they keep a tight grasp on that. And mocked by Sinbad famously in that's an L skit. <laughs> you can't get lower than my, Sinbad takes you down. It's true. When Sinbad yeah. takes you down, you're mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. The that's bottom. Chain. But the spirit was spared that, despite having a horrible, horrible movie by Frank Miller and yeah. was played I mean it played by Sam Jackson, right? Yeah, it looked incredible. Was, uh, ridiculous. It was just, bad. oh, it was bad. It was real bad. bad. I don't talking, remember anything about it. I remember, like, they kept trying to kill each other, and then they were, like, making jokes about how I bad the movie was, I, I think, was, during the movie. I, I, I brought a bunch of people to see it. I've had several moments in life where I've really touted something that I know is is just awesome, and I'm like, oh, man, they're making a movie of this? you got to yeah. come and see it. It's yeah. going to be awesome. I did that with Beowulf when they did that. I animated one with Angelina Jolie. That wasn't so bad. It wasn't, it, but it, but dude, no. I, I hyped it up. Like I was like, yo, okay, I mean, Beowulf is a classic story, yeah. man. You have not <laughs> seen such like, yo, all the action stories you know of. You, you a fan of Spartans came from Beowulf. You a fan of ninjas came from Beowulf. You a fan of, like you know knights in shining armor, just like you know sword fighting and all this stuff. Dog, Beowulf all day, son. 
and Cats went to the movie excited, and I'm like, we sit up front. Just want to make sure we get that prime view. We're gonna see some hardcoreness. And then the first time Grendel stepped on, it was this annoying guy, looked like some uh, elf from like the old yep. uh, 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 Terry tunes with like with like gout. And and the friggin' like you know conk thing in his ear. I was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I apologize. The spirit was one of those two. I'm like, everybody, this right here is classic comic action. You're gonna see the greatest detective work ever. You're gonna see the most awesome fight scenes. You're gonna see the greatest relationship between a hero and sidekick. It's all gonna mesh together. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna blow your mind. And it fooled me for a bit. It starts off. With, I remember, just this awesome fight scene. Well, the seeming awesome fight scene where it's like, he's chasing a guy. It's like, okay, generic chase scene. Catches him. And they're fighting in the rain. Spirit takes him down with some, like, ill MMA hold. And then just, like, ding him in the face. He's like, okay, cool. He's punching him. And then, like, 15 seconds later, still punching him in the face. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the spirit I know. Yes. And then the movie continued to suck. And I was just let down, like, gradually. Now, mind you, like, when I said beautiful, I've never seen such, like, photogenic shots of Eva Mendez's butt, you know, and, 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 and I mean, Sarah, that, that, uh, that, that counts for something. Totally. You know? Totally. That's the only reason. Uh, wait, we've gotten so far off the point of this review. Um, I was talking about the spirit, <laughs> corpse, <laughs> the spirit, <laughs> the corpse makers. Um, the actual plot of this was... <clears throat> A series of unexpected disappearances and death hit Central City. Initially, these cases seemed purely unrelated. No apparent connection. But the victims make it easy for the police to just write them off as simple runaways and homeless people and such. However, the connection starts to turn up when... Oh, when E.B.'s cousin goes, goes missing. E.B. is the spirit sidekick. Now, the spirit is on the case. Will he be able to track down what's going on with the homeless people? Will he be able to save the day? Will he be able to recover E.B.'s cousin? We'll find out. The spirit. And, yeah, it seems pretty simple. Uh, there's a case, people go missing, and what's going on. But, um, it's beautifully drawn, which is one thing that'll keep your attention. And then the story itself, even though it's just kind of like, you know, starting to, starting to catch wind, is... I think really well done. Like they're paying homage to the spirit mm -hmm. and his relationship with the police, his relationship with the sidekick, and they're creating the world itself. You know, I suddenly care about the cousin. I want to find out why this homeless man went missing, you know, and I want to see how the story progresses. That's the main thing you hope from a book to capture your attention and then keep you wanting more. And this one's done it so far. Uh, I appreciate the fact that reverence is being done to the character. I also really appreciate that the same uh, racism isn't uh, injected in this one, even just for, you know, uh, maintain that historical posterity, like bull stuff, okay? Um, I want to keep reading this. It's called The Spirit. It's actually out now. Uh, the Spirit, The Course Makers, I actually, I, I highly, re I recommend it. Let's not keep, okay. go highly just yet. But yeah, check this one out. You know, find it on the shelf, no. pick it up. Is it, does it take place in contemporary times or is it like timely? Is this it takes, is the 30s and 40s? It's in the 30s and 40s. They kept it cool. uh, in that same. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, I'll definitely check that out. I love, I, I mean, all, you know, weird casual racism aside, which is, <laughs> it's, it's so deeply complicated because Will, so much Will Eisner stories. Have you read any of the the stories about the tenements, uh, the graphic novels that he wrote about the tenements in the Bronx? No, at no, all? no. What do you got? So I don't remember the name. You know, I'll I'll shoot it to you another time. But I said what's the name? Oh, oh God. Um. So, <laughs> so Will, uh, when, when Will Eisner got older, um, most many of his comics were actually meditations on the Jewish American experience. Mm -hmm. Um. He grew up. Uh. He grew up. Uh. 
a, a non-assimilated um, Jewish man uh, in the early 20th century through the mid, you know, you know, yeah. through just like all the old com, all yeah, the old comic like dudes. Pryor. Yeah, exactly. You know, he grew up, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, uh, but but his, so much of his his meditations are on his own Jewish identity and being the other in in white spaces in because around that time Jews were not considered white. No, so in in taking on this kind of like this casual you know anti-black racism, it was almost in a way for him to assimilate because there were it's that's kind of a daggone shame because that's along the same lines as it's really interesting but then like on in his other books Mm -hmm. like in the in the biographical books he distances himself from these kind of characters Mm -hmm. um and actually you know provides like full fleshed out characters um in the story of this tenement in the bronx which goes from you know being like farmlands to a jewish tenement to uh, you know, it's in the South Bronx, so it goes to like the Hispanic neighborhood and a, and a, a black neighborhood and Hispanic neighborhood, and then like all of those things until like it kind of moves into like it it ends in like the eighties. So, well, no, I understand but, that you have to keep in mind the actual times that he, yeah. you know, actually was lived to. Absolutely, so we can't say he he lived to see oh a black president took office right, and he was right. fully enlightened by the time yeah, exactly. like, you know, he'd have been one hundred and sixty three. And absolutely not like excusing any of this no, stuff, no, but like but, there's there are so many layers about his his life experience that he brings into these things that mm-hmm. well and, and things are progressive. Yeah. You have to think about the autobiography of someone like. One of my favorite authors, Robert Heinlein, yeah, uh, ends at a certain point, and even though he considered himself enlightened, to a, you know, mm-hmm. and for, for to be in all fairness, he really was uh, enlightened and progressive for his time. And if you look at the transition of his work from when he started writing and really wrote like uh, 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 radio serials mm-hmm. and uh, just random sci-fi stories for magazines, things you'd find in Boy's Life, and then his later work, uh, which was all you know, anti-church, anti-establishment, um, uh, science fiction, deep into progressive women, uh, minority characters, rampant orgies. But he still, really got into that stuff. But still but it's, deeply misogynist. Well, yes. But <laughs> the, the point, the point <laughs> yeah. I'm getting at is it goes to a certain point, yeah, and then and that then was stopped. his lifetime. Yep. It ended yep. before, like, you know, progression yep. in, in its very core is just that. It progresses. Absolutely. So people learn more as time moves on. Yep. He just didn't live long enough to get to that point. Yep. And you know, same thing with same Eisner. Eisner. And, Eisner. And same thing with the spirit, because he didn't write the spirit to to that point. So he True. still had this, like, step and fetch character that's mm. like a sidekick. And he never gets to progress until Eisner gives up the character. And mm. it's been through so many permutations. So. Yes. And I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad in this new series, it's not just, well, I'm going to drive you where you need to go, boss. Yeah. It's, yeah, I'm going to see my cousin, you know, he's in town, we're going to take in a show. Yeah. But maybe Broadway, we'll see. Yeah. Like, cool. And this is the black character. He didn't, they didn't like, yo, dog, I'm going to, you know what I'm saying, take my cousin in town stuff. None of that. You know, it, mm, mm, you know, they actually sound like human beings and they're written like human beings. No sweet Christmas. Uh, no sweet. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs>